0: Hey everyone, this is Mary Jane. Welcome to Mary Jane French Novice, the show where I talk to people about subjects that they're very passionate about, that I know little to nothing about. This week on the show, I talked to Eric Kucharavi about Dungeons and Dragons. Eric is someone that I... So Eric used to be a comic in Richmond. Now he's a comic in D.C. because he moved there some time ago. And uh, long story short... He wanted to talk about Dungeons and Dragons, so we talk about Dungeons and Dragons, and it's really cool, because it's something that I've been trying to kind of get into for a while now, and uh, this gave me a good excuse to really pick someone's brain about it, instead of being an aloof cool kid, because you know, I'm always so fucking cool, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's pretty much the long and short of it, let's get into the conversation, let's get right down to it. tell me about Dungeons & Dragons.
1: Oh, God. Uh, I don't know where to begin with this because this is such a nerdy habit of mine. Um, <laughs> okay, well, I think the best way to explain what's like, what about Dungeons & Dragons is that it's, uh, it's a collaborative storytelling game. Um, it's kind of like what uh, video games were before video games. Okay. So it's uh, you have one person running the game, which is called the Dungeon Master. Uh, awesome title, by the way. Uh, and usually you play with three to five people, they play characters in it. So the Dungeon Master is telling a story, and the players are acting as characters in that story.
0: Okay, and can the Dungeon Master decide what the characters do, or just decide what environment the characters are in?
1: Uh, the Dungeon Master controls the entire environment, so if it was, like, you and I playing, you had, like, a knightly character.
2: Uh, Mm. you were
1: deciding what that knight does in this world I've created.
0: And okay. I'm playing
1: everything else. I play the monsters. I play the okay, characters but the, you run into on the way.
0: Okay, but the dungeon master is not capable of telling the 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 other characters what to do in terms of like what the in terms of the people playing the game.
1: Uh, no. Uh, they can only pretty much dictate the environment and whatever, you, all the external things happening in the environment that affect you.
0: Okay, but the characters so, still have free will and everything like that.
1: Characters completely have free will, and sometimes that's a terrible thing. <laughs> yeah, I've the, 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 I, I run games. I've been playing this for a couple years. And there's nothing worse than a character deciding to be like, "Okay, you step into a tavern," and then one guy's like, "I don't do that." And you're like, "Oh God! All right, great. Now I gotta think shit up for you." <laughs>
0: Oh, because, like, the whole group is going into the tavern, but then you have to come up with an entire other narrative for another, like, one person who's like, I go to the arcade. Yeah, no, pretty much. There's always the one old dickhead arcade. in the group who wants to,
1: like, derail the story. Like... hmm Yeah. So, that's... Yeah, free. Sometimes I just want to kill other characters. That's why I'm the dungeon
0: master, usually. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because the only... my The only thing that I really know about Dungeons & Dragons before this conversation are the community episodes about um, Dungeons & Dragons. Those
1: are actually the most accurate, because uh, my friends and I, when we saw that, were cracking up, because that's literally how most games, when you play with a group of people, go. Uh huh. Um, because, like, I, I didn't get into this until I was, like, uh, early in college. Okay. Just because I had this, uh, I had a friend who played, he's like, hey, you know, we were just bored and drinking, and he's like, you want to play Dungeons & Dragons? I said, sure. <laughs>
0: um,
1: but the thing about it is most of the time, like the image I had in my mind when I first played was kind of like that the stereotype a lot of people have about it, where it's like in a dimly lit basement with like really awkward dudes and like wizard hats mm. and like elf ears, just like not being able to socially interact. But really more of the times it's just a bunch of people sitting around with drinks being dicks to each other, which I think that episode <laughs> really captures very well.
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, absolutely. Particularly with what you're already saying of, like, the one person who goes off to do their own thing. Like, in the first Dungeons & Dragons episode of Community, like, Pierce, like, even, like, leaves the room. And Abed has to go, like, keep track of what Pierce is doing while also being the dungeon master for the rest of the group. Yeah, um,
1: that's that sucks, but um, because most of the time I'm the one running the games with my friends. I actually find mm-hmm. that really interesting just because it's, like, it's a challenge in storytelling. Mhm. So like figure out how to keep the like keep the story interesting while letting these characters have free will and mm-hmm. uh you know kind of like create a character who doesn't follow the story exactly. It's it's a weird sadistic kind of satisfaction you get out of it.
0: <laughs> so it also sounds to me like something that like people who are into like improv would be into.
1: Oh my god. So most of the, t- like, people I've played with, i played with a bunch of different groups. I originally started with just a bunch of people I drank with in college.
0: Okay.
1: Just, like, it was it was kind of because we all work, we did studio work, so we were working, like, 50 hours a week on projects,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: it was kind of nice because we had one day a week, we would all meet up for a couple hours, have beers, and just, you know, play Dungeons and Dragons. It was a sense of community to it. Mm-hmm. Um then once I left college, I was, like, without a group, which kind of – because I was really into it. I'm like, oh, you know, I can't play with my friends anymore because I moved home for a while.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then my girlfriend at the time said, oh, I have a group to play with, you can play with. So I just met up with them. And they were, like, uber nerds. <laughs> like, they were the stereotype I was worried about. So I showed up with a six-pack. and I'm like, hey, I brought you guys some beer. And they're like, oh, we don't drink when we play. And I was like, oh, great, great. So All it right. ruined the
0: sanctity of the game for them?
1: It ruined the sanctity of the game. One <laughs> guy, it was, it, was, it was incredibly weird to deal with. But other times, like, yeah, we were talking about comedians, sorry. Um, mm-hmm. But no, like, the best games I ever played were with people who were involved in the arts. Like, I played, like, comedians, improvers, actors, uh, artists, and musicians, because they already have such a strong sense of imagination that it like fits into the game. So perfectly well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And also I kind of feel like uh, artists already naturally have a sense of daydreaming and kind of the <laughs> idea is like, yeah, I, I, I'd I love to pretend to be somebody else than myself right now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Also it's like a way to flex your brain without like shoving a screen at it for like a couple hours. Yeah, pretty much. Um, <laughs>
1: I don't know. I've always that's always something I've because when people find out I play, like most of the time, now that I'm older, they're like, "Oh, that's kind of cool." I've always wanted to try that. Mm. And other people say, "Isn't it weird?" Like, pretty much playing make believe as an adult. I'm always thought to myself, "Well, when did not having it? When did having an imagination become weird?" Or yeah.
2: like, yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, but and also it's like that, one of those things. Like, yeah, but it's like it's in like a structured part of my day. Like, I go to a place to do it. It's not like I. It's not like I'm out, like, in the world just and randomly decide to walk up to people and start playing make-believe when they're not in on it. Like, oh, I would
1: fucking love to do that,
0: though. Like, <laughs> I,
1: I don't know how many times at my job I was just like, if I could pretend to be an orc barbarian right now, this would make things so much better.
0: <laughs> fair, fair. Yeah. You could just smash the copier.
1: Oh, and- yeah, you know, just like, you know... Th- Capitate my boss, take his office. This is my position now. That would be great.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh so Dungeons and Dragons is always like a medieval. Uh a actually universe, that depends. Right? Um traditionally like when the game was happen. first
1: created, yeah, it's major it's it's majorly rooted in fantasy, kinda like medieval fantasy. Um but as the game's grown over the years, because originally it started off in the nineteen seventies with Gygax, who was this like Guy obsessed with Tolkien and Lord of the Rings and all that, you know, created the first games and was all kind mm-hmm. of based off Tolkien almost. Yeah, yeah, it,
0: it, yeah. I mean, it it definitely all. But um, as the vibe. years
1: gone on, there's different people started creating different kind of game settings for people to play in. Um, so there's all mm-hmm. kinds of crazy stuff. There's like High Fantasy, which is uh, the Forgotten Realms campaign. There's kind of like dark, moody gritty like fantasy which is like Greyhawk. And then there's like stuff so out there mm-hmm. and crazy that it starts to become more sci fi, like Star Jammers where it's magic but you can travel in space.
2: <laughs> and
1: then there's like Everon, which was like kind of like a steampunk fantasy game where you had like, you know, you had dwarves, but you also had magical robots walking around.
0: Um mm.
1: but like Dungeons & Dragons, yeah, it's fantasy, but it kind of was the first thing that started all these different genres. So now there's, like, you know, you can play sci-fi, you can play horror, you can play – it's completely up to whoever is running the game how they want it to be.
0: Okay, and do you – and and basically, so what materials are involved in the game? Because you mentioned, like, different campaigns, but it seems to me like there – it is the sort of thing where, like, you could play a campaign without buying any paper booklet? Um,
1: well, yes and no. Um, I'm trying to think of a good way to answer this. Um. When you first start, you need the books because it's, like I said, it's collaborative storytelling, but there's uh, structure and rules to it. Mm-hmm. So it's all done math. It's all just math deciding like whether something succeeds or fails in this world. Okay. Because I said, like, the Dungeon Master runs the game, but he's bound by the rules of the game to decide whether or not something succeeds.
0: So the Dungeon Master is a Supreme Court justice?
1: Pretty much. Um, okay. Yeah, so when you run the game, um, you're bound by rules. It's mm-hmm. mathematical. It's all done by dice.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: even if I want something to happen, if the guy says, I, uh, you know, swing my axe at like a dragon, um, it's decided whether that succeeds by the role, mm-hmm. and what kind of stats he's created for that character. Mm-hmm. So when you first start off, you're just bound by these rules. But once you learn the rules, like you could run a game without any material whatsoever.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so once, so once so once you are like well versed enough in it, then you don't necessarily need to check back to the to the manual
1: uh no it's kind of like cuz what was it um the way the game is structured um, so like oh something easy like if uh you want to jump over like uh a, a like a creek or something that would be represented by you have to roll at least 10 to make that mm. as opposed to you got to vault over this giant ravine that is you know that is hanging above a cliff or something that's you know, more like a roll of twenty
0: Mm-hmm. And that's out of thirty two?
1: Um that's actually it it the more difficult the thing is, the more it increases. So there are some mm-hmm. things like what my friends and I call impossible rolls, where it's like you have to roll like a forty five or something
0: okay. to make it. But, and but how many sided is the die?
1: There's different sided die for different things. So there's the damage die, which is like a D4, which is a four-sided die, up to a D12, which is 12-sided. Okay. So the more damage something does, usually the higher number of die it has. Oh,
0: and yeah. there's
1: the almighty D20, which is a 20-sided die. That's usually deciding uh, if things succeed in this world. Okay. So say, Mary Jane, you uh, wanted to pick a lock if you had a character.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you would... Uh, Depending on how you built your character, you would roll a d twenty, and then you would add that, like, the points you have in your like lockpicking or something, to that, that roll, and that would decide if it succeeded or not.
0: Okay, uh, makes sense. Am I confusing you? Are you regretting uh, this interview?
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't. I'm not regretting the interview. I think it makes sense. I think so.
2: Um, yeah. I'm
0: I'm not 100 percent certain, but I think I get it. Okay. Um. Do you, Do you play like RPGs or anything like that? I'll, I I mean I when I was recovering from bottom surgery, I replayed a handful of the Pokemon games.
1: Okay. Um, all right. I I can do this. Okay. <laughs> um. So do you? So you know how? Um. What was it? So you know, different Pokemon have different stats. Yeah. So there's like speed and strength, like attack and special defense and special attack. Hmm. D and D uses that same concept, where okay. it's like you'll have a character. It's like he, um, his he has every character is made up of different stats. There's strength, dexterity, constitution, wisdom, intelligence, and charisma. Mm-hmm. And depending on how you built your character or how you rolled your character, um, those stats fluctuate, and that gives you different bonuses to different skills.
0: Okay, so. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so yeah. if you if you're trying to do a task in a specific area, um, the higher stat you have in that area, the more likely it is that you'll roll the level you need. Because you because if you need to roll a 14, but you have an eight, eight points already, then you really only need to roll a six. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like that. And also Got it. math. The f-
1: Great. <laughs> math. Well, the fun thing about that too is there's what we call automatic rolls, where okay. if you if you roll uh what we call it, if you roll like a one on the die that's considered an automatic fail, okay. And if you roll like twenty that's considered an automatic succeed. Okay. So even it doesn't matter how strong your character is, there still is a small chance that you could fail miserably at any task given to you. It's kind of that's just, what chances in this game.
0: Just because every now and then, even if you're really good at something, you just totally brain fart on it. Oh yeah, totally. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think I'm following. <laughs> yep. All right. I've, Mass, I've definitely been comedian. that. I've definitely been that cocky person who's like, oh yeah, I'm great at this. It's totally fine. And then I like just fall face first on whatever. Well, yeah, you
1: yeah, know, we're matter. we're comedians, so it doesn't matter how well you have your set put down
2: <laughs> on
1: stage. And you're like, how's
2: everyone doing?
1: Boo, queer. Thank you. Thank you so
0: much. Like, it's, it's just yeah. that random
1: chance in the world. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, exactly. I mean, that's one of the reasons why. Uh, whenever, like, if I if I'm ever like goofing around with friends and I manage to do like a voice that is actually like a solid voice that is silly and funny, or maybe even a decent impression of someone, I'll never claim that I can that I can ever do it again because I can't. Like, I I can do it in that moment, but as soon as I say a sentence in my yeah. normal voice, I will not be able to go back to it. Like. Well, no,
1: it's because, like, I'll have, I've had that where I've, like, yelled at somebody and naturally they're like, oh, my God, you sounded just like Will Arnett. I'm like, fuck, I can't get that again. I
2: can't.
0: What did I do? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, so, yeah, that's definitely de- definitely a thing where uh, even if you're, like, an expert in an area, it's like, okay, cool, yeah, I'm, I'm nationally ranked in this video game. And then the controller just turns into dust when you touch it. Oh. oh, yeah.
1: Or, you know, everyone's had the mechanic where they're like, yeah, you're all set. And then they forgot, like, put, like, the oil cap back on or something. And then your car's smoking on the highway. <laughs> random chance, random chaos. It mm-hmm. happens to everyone.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So generally how so you mentioned that, like, you had your initial group of people that you played with in college. And then mm-hmm. the second group that you played with for a little bit, the hyper nerds were like people that you met through your girlfriend at the time. Yeah. But generally when you find groups that you play with, how do you come across them? Does it just come up and you realize that you are all are into it and you're like, okay, let's play or.
1: Um, for most part, uh, it's usually some you introduce to people this okay. game. Cause if you play it, like the game's, fun but you can't play it by yourself so it's like it's kind of like a pyramid scheme you have to recruit people to enjoy it uh-huh. <laughs> um, so a lot of the times it started off with like so i'll mention it to somebody i'll be like oh yeah no i, I used to play dungeon and dragons or i play um mm. and they're like oh i've always wanted to try that And i'm like okay what are you doing this weekend <laughs> like <laughs>
0: gotcha gotcha gotcha
1: it's... um and then <laughs> usually because the like because, what was it, the most recent group I had was with my old roommate Marcelo. I mentioned I played it. He's like, I'm going to give that a try. And then mm. because we were doing comedy, we got Kate involved. And I then didn't it was like. Some... you
0: used to live with Marcelo. Oh,
1: really? Oh, yeah, no. Like, uh, I was living with them for almost a year.
0: Oh, okay. Uh, I he... didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, he lived down the
1: Yeah. <laughs> I thought, haven't you? I think I've done bits about living with him. <laughs> You know, well, being, now being you're just realizing
0: that I'm the asshole who just socializes at mics.
1: That's okay. I don't blame you. Have you
0: talked <laughs> to comedians? They're fucking terrible. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. I do um, that, and I I I've been trying to get better at that. I've been trying to watch more people recently. But um, I
1: I get it though, because there's kind of this sense when you go to mics, uh, you're just kind of. Like, after you do your set, you have somebody feel like, I don't, I don't want to look at anyone. I just want to go home and drink bourbon. <laughs> like, I, I I get those nights. It's really hard when I, like, because it's not, like, D.C., it's all mm-hmm. networking up here. It'll be like, oh, you should go talk to that guy. I'm like, oh, God, I don't want
0: to. But, hey, how you doing? Eric Cucciarabi. Like, <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. But, yeah, so, but- so you got Marcelo into it. Yeah, and then Uh, and then then you all drag Kate into
1: it. Drag Kate into it, and then through them, they had friends that always wanted to try it out, and then we just like set up a game where it was like eight people.
0: Now I'm like offended because I've had I like so many of my old friends like have started playing in the past several years, and no one has asked me to play.
1: Well, well, do you want do you want to play with Marcelo, Kate, and I? We were talking about it a little bit before this.
2: Okay, yeah, sit down. We'll we'll
1: show you what it's about, and then you can decide whether this is a good or bad idea. Okay, Um, sounds
0: good.
2: Well,
1: that's the funny thing because like recruiting people is easy, but it's like if you if you're like me because I like what was it? Um, There's no way like it's really hard to complete an entire game or like a story in one afternoon.
0: Yeah, so how, how uh, long are the campaigns generally?
1: Oh, God. Um, when I first started off, it was like, oh, my God, like, um, we would start at like six and end around midnight. Mm-hmm. So long ass time, but now that I'm older, I've gotten like, as I've played the game, I've gotten better at it. I got better at planning and organizing it. So now, usually, I won't play a game longer than about three hours.
0: Okay. Just because
1: cause after three hours, everyone's usually kind of drunk, or they're just not paying attention anymore.
0: hmm Well, because I also, I know I have some friends who have, like, a weekly game set up that they've been doing for, like, two years that, like, yeah. is still the same story going that they just do for two hours every week. Um, Yeah,
1: um, I I know people who do that. Unfortunately, my friends are all so fucking disorganized. Usually, like, Mm -hmm. I like to play, like, every other week. Mm -hmm. And usually I I play for, you know, an afternoon with them. Mm
0: -hmm. And Um, and you generally try to have the campaigns be self-contained within the afternoon?
1: uh, I kind of see it, like, each afternoon is a chapter in the story. Like, a good afternoon, it's like, you come across a castle, and by the end of it, they reach where they were looking, they were trying to reach the character they were trying to reach in that castle. Or, you know, on a bad day, they never got through the front door because they're too busy fighting over a shiny stick or something.
2: <laughs> it's,
1: uh... That's the other thing, too, is, like, who you're playing with. So Because like, I love playing with, like, Kate and Marcello, because they were pretty focused. Mm-hmm. And they were like, where are we going? What are we cool, doing? Yeah,
0: Goal-oriented.
1: Goal-oriented, and then other people were like, hey, like, can I kill that guy and take his shit? I'm like, no, I prefer you didn't. I'm gonna.
0: <laughs> and then you go, okay, well, let's see. Oh, damn it, you succeeded. Okay. Um, yeah. You rolled a 20. That's great. You rolled
1: a 20. Now now you decapitate the old man. He had three coins on him. And now uh, the law and is after you. Now, yeah, and his wife is very upset.
0: <laughs> um, and and generally for consequences like that, are there like rules for like? Does the law have to be after them, or can you just decide whether or not you want to take the story into like being chased by cops? Uh that's nice?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Knights, cops. No, that would have been a. Uh, I don't know. That sounds like a bet on Family Guy. This episode of Knights. <laughs>
2: um. <laughs>
1: um. I've. I've. I used to not be, I was really, God, um, when I first started, it was just because I didn't know how to handle that kind of stuff, mm. um, just because I was like, oh God, because I had like notes, I had a very like precise plan,
2: mm. and then when
1: somebody would derail it, I didn't know how to handle it, but it's like, after, over the years since I've done comedy and improv, and
0: like, you've figured out how to steer like, people to where you wanted them to be anyway? I figure
1: how to steer people. I've also, if you can call Kate and she will give you, Mar- Kate and Marcel, and they will give you exact quotes that I am a fucking tyrant
2: to play <laughs> with. So
1: it's like, if it's like somebody's like, I attacked this random guy, I'm like, okay, you're in the break. like, have fun. Like, or, or, or your character gets killed back. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There is the fun thing about running the game is there is a certain level of flexibility and omnipotence
2: <laughs> that
1: they're like they're like I I attack this random guy and you're like no you don't so <laughs>
2: like
1: the sword like the sword slips out of your hand now you're missing your sword like you can you can
0: punch blow, him but pur- he has armor <laughs>
1: yeah or it's like
0: you punch him
1: but you miss like I've just. I've learned that like uh, just how to shoot that shit down pretty quickly.
0: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, and so, does it generally like as as a game? Does it like? Cause some, I mean, I mean, I mean, it seems like a good option for, for like for for me, like something that I've run into for the entirety of my social life, where I'll like reach out to people, and be like, "Hey, do you want to hang out?" And they're like. Sure, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I, I don't know, spend time with each other? Like, I thought we were friends. Like, um, and it, it seems like a good opportunity of, like, yeah, we just sort of sit in a place. It doesn't cost money to do it. And, um, and it's a way to just sort of hang out and goof off, um, without having to have necessarily like the most fixed, uh, like it's not like we're going bowling or like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's a way to like sit with a group of your friends with, a goal that is the game, but also just sort of getting to hang out
1: and, and chat. Well, that's, yeah, that's one of the reasons I love playing this game. Um, well, like I said, when I started playing, it was just like a reason for my friends and I, and are like, you know, during finals and stuff, to at least have an afternoon each week we set aside to just socialize. Because mm. when mm. I first started playing this, this was when, wow, like World of Warcraft was at its height of just <laughs> destroying people's social lives. <laughs> Like, because I, I, I didn't have a computer and I didn't have a lot of money, so I didn't want like, to get the game. But I just remember, like, I think it was like my 21st birthday, running over to my friend's place. All these guys played. And just being like, at 21, let's go to the bar. I got money. Like, you know, I'll, I'll buy us a couple pitchers of beer. And they're like, sorry, we got a raid tonight. I'm like, uh, okay, like, can you do that later? They're like, nah, set time. Um,. <laughs> But no, it's it's definitely, like, it's the best way somebody described it. It's nerd poker. It's like a nerdy potluck. You just have all these people meet up, <laughs> socialize. Like, because a lot of it is before the game is, like, you have to, I have to set aside time when I run these games with people because there's usually, like, an hour of people just shooting the shit with each other mm-hmm. before they'll even get into the game. hmm so surprisingly, for a game that like has a stigma of creating antisocial weirdos and like Satanists, the game actually is more about socializing and interacting with people.
0: So that's Eric, everyone. That was such a fun conversation to have, and I'm actually really excited because... Uh, We had that conversation a couple weeks ago, but today, as I was, you know, piecing together this episode, um, we are currently in the works of scheduling a game with me, Eric, Marcelo, and Kate, and that should be fun. Maybe we'll bring the recorder in, maybe not, who knows, might just want to be in the moment, hang out with friends, not everything has to be about the show, but either way, I'm super excited for it to happen, and maybe we'll record it and y'all can hear it, it'll be like a bonus who know? but what I do know is that if you like this show, please subscribe to us on iTunes and review us, it helps us out a lot, also, if you have something that you would like to talk to me about, please pitch us your ideas, you can send your pitch to mjfnovicepod at gmail.com, that is mjfnovicepod at gmail.com, tell me what you want to talk to me about, tell me why you want to talk to me about it. Tell me what you want to talk to me about. Tell me why you want to talk to me about it. Tell me. Send an audio clip of you talking for five minutes or less about what you're into, so we can get a vibe for your energy. And it's fucking great. And as always, our theme song is written and recorded by Sawyer Camden. You can find more of his stuff at Warrington, V. A. At Bandcamp. Dot. Sorry, Warrington, V. A. Dot Dot com. As always, our theme song. As always, our theme song is recorded by Sawyer Camden, who you can find more of his things at warringtonva.bandcamp.com and padfoot.bandcamp.com I'm Mary Jane French. You can find all of my stuff at maryjanefrench.com and Eric, you can catch Eric in Pennsylvania on the thing. One second. I'm going to find this. and I'm just going to edit it. It'll be fine. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Um... And Eric you can find his uh, and Eric you can find him performing at the sound room in Hanover, Pennsylvania on August twelfth that is, if you're in Hanover, Pennsylvania, or if you're, in, if you're nearby, on August 12th, you can see Eric Kucharabi, who just talked to you about, talked to me, and you were listening in, because you're an eavesdropper, about Dungeons & Dragons. You can find him there. And now, here's a clip of Eric performing at Wonderland Ballroom in Richmond, Virginia, which is the room that Marcello runs, who was mentioned in this episode. Okay, I'll catch y'all later. I moved back to
2: D.C. I'm living with my parents
0: currently, because I'm 30, and I'm a winner. Yeah!
1: <laughs> It's not that, like, I don't think, like, nowadays it's not, like, it's kind of understandable economic times are tough if you live with your parents, but I still get a load of shit from people. Like, the worst one I got, uh, they're like, oh, yeah, you, so, you move home, you live with your parents, is, is it because it's going to hack it in the real world, or your girlfriend left you? And I was like, no. Okay, yeah, but no. <laughs> it's really good to see you again, Dad.
2: <laughs> My
1: dad is funny, like, uh, since I moved home, I've like, been hanging out with my dad more. I haven't done that much over the past 10 years. Uh, I gotta give it up to my dad. My dad is, uh, you know, he, he worked really hard all his life. He worked for 30 years. I didn't see much of him because he was always at the office. And uh, now that I moved home, I've already gotten into carpentry, which I'm really happy for him because I have a hobby. Um... But the weird thing, he's always working on projects, and he told me one time, he's like, hey, uh, I'm starting to do projects. Uh, can I make you something? Like Anything you want, I'll make it for you. you want a bookshelf? Do you want a bed? What do you want? And I said, I want you to whittle me an emotionally available father figure.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so which he responded, is that cedar or oak? I don't know.